When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. What's happening? Well, it's uh, Mercury retrograde. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's not Mercury retrograde. It's still Mercury retrograde, right? <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Is it ever gonna go away? <laughs> no, it's here. It's this time. It's actually here to stay. It's gonna be retrograde forever. forever? Now. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've definitely been feeling this retrograde. How so? Uh, the communication, this project mm-hmm. that I've been working on for a couple of weeks was supposed to be wrapped up. It's lingering. No one's on the same page, no matter how much over communication seems to happen. It's mm-hmm. like these simple, simple things keep getting left behind. And the whole point of like the new conversation is to be like, we already talked about this. The the folders over here, the assets are over here. Like I put them where they're supposed to be. And someone's like, I don't have any of those folders. They all disappeared. Everything's missing. Mm. It's just been very, very strange. Yeah. Confusing, frustrating. And feels like we're actually moving backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't you say that Chris said something like, I told you this three weeks ago, and now it's happening now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. that sounds like a retrograde thing. Yeah. There was a moment where he was like, I don't really like to say this, but I'm going to say it. And I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I told everyone so weeks ago. And now we're scrambling at the last minute to, like, this project has to be off the plate mm-hmm. before this retrograde is mm-hmm. over. Like, it has to go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been having my own issues as well with the retrograde and communication and it's it's very it's like the little things that are so frustrating to me it's like we're supposed to be going on this trip this next week I wanted this book because Shara and I are getting together to record the uncharted territories and a new subject who's next uh, Princess Margaret. Okay. We, we're doing like a lot of like royal people okay. this season and, and JFK Jr. in the Kennedys. But it's like I'd like to read a book yeah. about these people. Like Shara doesn't want to know anything about them because she wants to meet with their spirit and not be influenced by anything that she might know or pick up. Yeah, she uh, wants to be totally clear. Exactly. Where I'm... You're like the history part of the, I the, wanna, yeah. the facts. I want to look and see like, oh, okay, I see how this person is their astrological code, you know, and just connecting the two. So I really, really, really wanted to get this book on Princess Margaret before we go on this trip. And I ordered it 
like five or six days ago on Amazon. I don't know anything about Amazon. Like I'm not an Amazon shopper. <laughs> I don't, you know, but my lady has Amazon Prime. And so she told me to just order it. And I just ordered the book on her account. Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for the book. And I'm like, I like, what's up with this book? How come it hasn't come yet? And because she orders things and they're there like that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And so I look and it says, oh, it's going to be arriving on these dates. And it's like another week oh, or no. 10 days. And I'm like, what? Why is this happening? And she's oh. like, oh, well, is it not ordered through Prime? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And so it was just so frustrating. She's like, you have to order the one that says next to Prime or whatever. And yeah. I'm like... You pay extra for Prime and then it gets there in a short amount of time and you don't pay shipping. But I didn't realize that there was a... There were some things that were Prime and they show up next day and other things that aren't Prime that take, you know, two weeks, weeks or whatever. <sighs> and so I'm like, okay, well, can we order one that is Prime and so we ordered one that was prime, but then I'm like, but can we send the other one back? She's like, well, we can send it back, but if it's on the East Coast and we're probably not going to get the money, but I'm like, okay, forget it. Just cancel the prime then and do just, I'll wait for the other one. And it's, but it's just like, ugh, I'm just so annoyed. I'm so do they, frustrated. Do they have it on, um, do they have it on like Kindle? No. Oh, no. I was going to say, I have like an actual size Kindle you can use. That's what I I normally just have it on Kindle, yes. But they didn't have it on Kindle, so. That's fucking up your plans. You're reading on the trip, and then you'll be prepared for. Exactly. No, I'm not going to be reading on the trip. And. You won't be prepared for that. Well, I'll be prepared. I could probably read the book in two days if I really, like, push myself, but. But that's annoying. It's nice to have a a book for when you're traveling. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm I'm very frustrated with this circumstance, and I just feel like if there was better communication, if I would have understood what Prime was or meant or how to order Prime, I didn't know these things. I know I probably sound like a total idiot, but... <laughs> Do you think that this is extra irritating from you because you're a Taurus and you like... I feel like... I don't know if it's because you're a Taurus son or you're just very particular and you like to plan things and you even I was going to reschedule today and I was like oh I don't want to tell Scott because I know he likes he likes things in a certain (laughs) order and he definitely doesn't like last minute changes to the situation yeah you've been very accommodating lately and I was like oh no another another like shift and then you told me about your book I'm like oh no yeah no it's frustrating I I like to plan things out I like to have have it mapped out otherwise I mean, I'm like fitting so many different things in my schedule that it's like really hard to be flexible and, you know, do this and do that and switch this up and switch that up. And it's like, it's just, it feels like crunched with the the retrograde and it's like the weekend of the, the retro, the weekend before the retrograde beginning, that was like Mother's Day. I mean, I felt like I was spinning like 10 (laughs) plates. You know, I got to take care of Maggie, you know, our dog and and I got, you know, my mom's in town and my sister and her family and and my brother-in-law's family and all these different people and Gabriella's in school. And it's like all these different things are happening at once. And I was just like, no, I quit. I stop. You know, this it's book like is the last straw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the book is just a part of it, I guess. I, I mean. I don't know. The Mother's Day was it turned out being fine, but you know, on the actual Mother's Day I felt like 
a total panic. I was like, I cancel the morning. I'm not doing the morning. But then my sister was like, well, you better call mom. And I'm like, okay. So I call mom and she's like, well, you know, okay. But it's better to come in the morning than the evening Mm -hmm. because of this, that, and the next thing. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to do both then. (laughs) And I ended up just doing both. And, you know, by the end of it, I was like, oh, you know, like during the day, I'm like, I'm a human being. You know, I'm like, I... I hate myself. I hate my family. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Um, this everything sucks. And then by the end of the evening, I was like, I love my family so much, and I'm just so grateful. And I'm sorry for all the things that I was saying to myself. And you know, because oh the pressure had been lifted off. You but know, this is just like a mirror of what I've been going through. <laughs> I, this project has been just compounding and everything else keeps getting pushed back. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then all of the family stuff, I'm like, okay, well I should be working this week at the club. And then I was like, okay, well my cousin's coming. I never get to see her. I have to squeeze that in. I canceled the last family two family events. Cause I was too busy. I'm like, I have to do something with my mom. Like it, it just keeps getting pushed back and I'm not going to get to do something with her. Yeah. And then my family doesn't feel special. Cause I don't make the time. I'm like, I have to make the time, but I don't have any time. And it just felt, yeah, it felt really chaotic. And then I was starting to panic and spin out. And then I had such an amazing time on Mother's Day for dinner. Mm. It was beautiful. And and then even today, I'm like, there's more family stuff happening this week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have, me and you have stuff that we wanted to cross off our list together. And <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening to time? It's like Maybe everything's getting <laughs> compressed and all of the things that were supposed to be happening just can't seem to like get to the forefront. There's mm-hmm. been, I think, not being able to clear the plate. I don't know. There's just been so much chaos of extra things kind of being stacked on that feel unexpected or unplanned for Mm -hmm. somehow. I didn't plan for mother's day week with family happening everywhere. Yeah. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll have like a day. And now it's like a three or four day thing to squeeze in. And I am very grateful that I can make time for this, but also I'm ready to do literally nothing for like oh my god three days i just want to lay in bed and stare at the wall <laughs> yes i mean i'm i'm just longing for a saturday where i can just do nothing and just catch up on all the work that i have on my plate so yes here we are and and you know this week we've got two planets moving into new signs so that's hopefully going to shift the energy in a positive way because they're both moving into signs that they rule, Mars moving into Aries, and Venus moving into Taurus. But, you know, Mercury's still retrograde. It's just lingering around. I mean, it's 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 scrolling back. It's, it's moving backwards now in its flow. But in the next uh, few days, by the end of this week, basically, by the end of this week, Mercury's going to be back stopped again. Oh, God. <laughs> stopped. And not moving until the retrograde ends. And then several days after that, it finally starts moving forward. So, I mean, this seems just like a time for patience. That Mars and Aries energy is like, okay, let's go. Let's get you done. But we're in retrograde. That's what's so complicated about this time. It's like there's so much energy within me to like just push forward the next thing. But it's like I'm getting overwhelmed and stacked with all these different things. And it's like I can't get to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's finding that patience within yourself 
and using the energy to just get through whatever you can get done. Every little thing that you get done is like a little victory. That's how I'm viewing it. I feel that. Like just I wanted to do something with my mom and I started panicking because I had too much stuff and I'm so glad we got to do like a really nice dinner together and mm. you know that's something I've been wanting to cross off my list for like months yeah. or like a year probably. I'm like I wanted to take her to LA to some of my favorite places and yeah it feels good even though that's not like a you know a super productive thing like all of my like work stuff but I'm like that's been lingering on my mind for a while mm -hmm. so it does feel like celebratory mm. when you get to yeah just cross anything off of the list and yeah. you know appreciate those moments instead of obsessing of on what isn't done it's like okay how many things can I get done without crushing myself just be reasonable with what we can accomplish in this time I think it's also like just trying and this is difficult with this Gemini energy is just trying to focus on one thing on the list because <laughs> I I look at the list and I'm like there's 14 things there and they all like what has priority over the other I don't I don't even know it's like well it's I start confusing. doing I start doing five percent of each of the things and then nothing gets crossed off and I don't even know what happened with my whole day yeah I'm like I didn't cross anything off but I worked all day on a thousand things like that's <laughs> You got 5% done on a thousand things. So, that, you know, that's, hey, that's progress. That's progress. Yes. Thank you, Gemini. <laughs> that's good for you. You know, that's good for you to, to just. Well, I feel like that's kind of my nature, but I also don't like that about myself because I don't actually feel like I got anything done at the end of the day. I'm like, cool. I still have a thousand things to do. It doesn't feel yeah. like I can quantify something that's a partial, like just a piece of something. And it feels like that's ingrained in my nature, but I'm not sure my constitution, it doesn't make sense for me. I'm, mm -hmm. I end up feeling very unsettled. Yeah. I think even, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think even when you feel like you've accomplished something, like that lasts for a day yeah. and then you're all of a sudden like feeling the angst to move on to the, whatever you need to do next. Yeah. I mean, we supposedly were supposed to wrap this project up a couple of days after the shoot, mm -hmm. the day after the shoot, instead of relaxing, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I have to go mm -hmm. return these things. And I felt like I hadn't done anything for myself for a long time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to take a dance class and I'm going to get my, get a pedicure. Mm -hmm. What I needed to do was lay in bed all day and do nothing instead i was so tired and now it's just compounded into this week not having one day to do nothing and it was i, I couldn't just sit around for the day and relax i had to like oh i have to go take a dance class i'm like why did i need to do that why and i immediately pulled my back oh my god i was like that was a sign i'm overdoing it yeah well, should we get into the week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is the week of May 23rd to May 29th. May 23rd to May 29th. So Monday, May 23rd, we're looking at the sun in Gemini. So the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. That's where the sun is bringing its light, life, and vitality. 
And as it does, it's forming a sextile, a positive, supportive alignment with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries. So looking at this, I'm like, okay, this is going to give us the boost that we need mm-hmm. to, to get where we need to go. But then at the same time, I'm also thinking of Mercury like dragging backwards. But maybe whatever Mercury is doing is drawing our attention to the big picture and helping us get something done. Well, I'm thinking since it's retrograde and mm-hmm. maybe we're seeing some repeat stuff or stuff from the past or lingering things that haven't been dealt with, this will give us a push to cross something off our list and get something accomplished that has been lingering. Yeah, lingering, exactly. So maybe yeah. a, a time to be looking and see what we've what we've been neglecting that we've been wanting to get done. This would be a good day for that. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. We don't want it to show up again at the next retrograde. They can't, we can't have that. <laughs> right. Right. With Gemini, it's about curiosity. It's about learning. Jupiter is about higher learning. Aries is about courage. So are there some questions that you want to ask that you've been holding back? Maybe maybe that's what some of the retrograde play is here. There's There's someone from the past that's come back. Or there's a project from the past that keeps lingering. You know, what are the questions that you need to ask that you've been afraid to ask that that you need to ask in order to get the answers that you need in order to move forward? Love that. Yeah. Okay. So I look at this as this will hopefully be a gift. It will hopefully give us the lift that we need in order to get out of wherever we're stuck to move forward. But when we move on to Tuesday... May 24th, now we're definitely getting the push, whether we like it or not, because Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, returns to the sign that it rules, Aries, the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. So Mars returns to Aries. The last time Mars was in Aries, it was a very, very very long time because it was retrograde during this period was June 27th, 2020 to January 6th, 2021. So it was like a six month period of Mars transiting through Aries. It culminated with that very intense uh, meeting on the White House lawn or the Capitol building or whatever it was with the, the people storming the Capitol was Mars the last day in Aries. And now it's back. But when Mars is in Aries, it brings that fire. It brings that aggression. Uh, If you haven't faced your fears within your unconscious, if you're still holding on to that guilt and shame and regret, it might come out in a way that's very volatile, that's very arrogant. Uh, So that's why... Over the weeks previous to this, or the months, you know, with everything moving, Jupiter also moving through Pisces, we've been talking about showing yourself compassion. Now the dumpster fire is, or the dumpster is out in the front front yard, we're lighting it aflame, and hopefully if we've done the work within ourselves to, to show ourselves compassion, now we're stepping forward with greater confidence, greater courage greater self-love 
So Mars is going to be here in Aries from May 28th to July 4th. It's a much shorter period, but it will be still very intense, especially for those who are born with key astrological points or planets in Cancer or Capricorn. Oh boy. Yes. So, yeah, Cancer Moon over there. So, and I'm a Cancer Mars. So, oh boy. So, uh, <laughs> there could be some bumps in the road there, but of course, pay attention to the tension. Face the conflict. Don't hide from the conflict. Don't run from the conflict because festering it will, if you're hiding from it, will just allow it to fester and then it will rise up in a way that may be more volatile or explosive than you would desire it to be. So, but what, what are you working towards? What do you, what do you want? Where do you want to show, show up? Where do you want to show your face? How can you be more authentic? How can you act with greater authenticity? How can you be true to yourself? Well, when you talk about Aries, especially, and now it's like, it's a Mars is in zero degrees. Mm -hmm. So it's like moving into that, like, uh, it's well you move it when it moves into a new sign it's it's very intense I, I think of it as like uh being in a dark movie theater like imagine like for the last six weeks as as mars has been transiting through pisces we've been in that dark movie theater it's it's a summer day it's outside you've totally forgotten that it's summer that it's a hundred degrees outside and you walk out the back door of the movie theater, not through the lobby. You walk out the back door to the bright ass sun. To the bright light and you're like, oh my God. Like it just smacks you in the face. That might be what occurs with Mars moving into Aries. It might feel like you're getting smacked into the face. You're getting a wake up call in a very intense way. Just like it happens when it gets to the end, the 29th degree, which is what happened on January 6th in 2021, it was reaching that end point. That's like shaking up the bottle of champagne and feeling the pressure just build underneath the cork as you're trying to pop it off. It, boom, explodes. So the beginning and the end when a planet moves in or out of a sign is the most intense energetic frequency. Yes. So like you always say, it's about practicing doing all the work beforehand especially when Aries is is around you don't want anything too hot you want to have confidence but the only way to have confidence is to not have arrogance because those are really opposites yes so how do you practice showing up confidently and getting rid of like the jitters and like the weird newness and so you can show up on this day with like real confidence instead of this kind of like a false mask on where you're like oh, this is this is my new self this is how i want to show my face but there's the insecurity underneath that mm -hmm. people can feel yeah so it's fear or love self-confidence comes from love arrogance comes from fear yeah so may 23rd the day before mars moves into aries spend time looking in the mirror saying i love you scott <laughs> i love you scott well you don't have to say my name you can say your name but <laughs> I'll be saying my name <laughs> and hopefully, you know, that gives me, okay, yes, yeah, I can live up. with myself. I'm looking at my face. I'm looking in my eyes. Aries rules the face. Let's stare at our face for, for an amount of time and say, I love you to the person that's staring back at you. 
And hopefully that gives you the boost that you need to like step outside and say, yeah, this is who I am. And I'm proud of who I am. And it's not in an arrogant way. I'm not trying to put anyone down for me feeling good about myself. But I'm also not going to be put down by anyone else. You also talk about like the dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. It's like if we are doing that work in advance, it's like a controlled burn. You know what's happening and it's hot, but it's like good and it's motivating and it's new <laughs> and exciting. But when you've built all that like baggage up that you haven't dealt with, you light it up and it like fucking explodes. We don't want to be doing that. We want that controlled confidence. Well, I also think of like the dumpster fire. I'm like, hopefully when they light the dumpster on fire, there's not much in the dumpster. Yeah. Because yeah. I've gotten rid of all of that baggage. Yes. So it doesn't burn too much or, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that's the hope. All right. Moving on to Wednesday, May 25th. So in last week's episode, Ingrid, you were talking about how you mentioned how how I mentioned that like different alignments happen multiple times to kind of give you like that lesson. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those alignments. This is an alignment that this is the second time that we're second of three times that we're experiencing this over a less than a two month period. So we're looking at Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination, and commerce. Mercury is god of merchants and thieves. Mercury is retrograde. As we've said, it's retrograding through Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, and it's forming a trine, a supportive aspect with Pluto. The god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, which is also retrograde, retrograding through the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat Capricorn. So we talked about this alignment back on April 26th, 27th. Back then, neither of them were retrograde. They were both direct. Now it's May 25th. They're both retrograde. Once Mercury ends its retrograde, they're going to reconnect again on June 10th. So Mercury will be direct on that one and Pluto will be retrograde. So we're getting, it's like the same flavor, a little different for Mm -hmm. each one. The first time, neither are retrograde. The second time, they're both retrograde. And then the third time, only one is retrograde. So we're getting the same lesson again. It's all happening each time. Each time it's happening at 28 degrees. So look and see what's happening in your astrological code at or near to 28 degrees. Is your sun near to 28 degrees or your your Venus, your Mars, your 10th house? This will help tell you what's going on. But just in a general way, that is more specific to you in a general way. And of course, if you want to know specific to you, contact me for a reading and we'll get deep. But this is Mercury bringing its conscious awareness to the material, to your self-worth, what you value. So Mercury is guide of souls to the underworld. Pluto is lord of the underworld. These two have a relationship with one another. They're both made up of the three root symbols, the circle of spirit, the cross of matter, the crescent of receptivity. So there is some sinistry between these two symbols, 
these two astrological forces. They're both small planets. Pluto is transforming our relationship to authority, our relationship to ourselves as an authority. So this is a lesson we're getting three times, thinking about my self-worth, what I value in the material realm, and then looking at what it is I want to accomplish and achieve. Do my ambitions align with my self-worth? Yes. And this is the time to, with that Pluto, it's that transformation. If they're not aligning, there's the awareness from Mercury. It's like lighting up your mind and connecting like what, what is and what isn't working. Maybe you're more conscious of the things that are working so you can put your energy there. And if the things are not working, you need to take them out and it feels very logical and it's a very easy alignment. So you don't have to feel guilty or bad or beat yourself up about doing something in a a way that wasn't really working for you. It's like, we always need to be checking in and seeing these things and just taking like picking out the weeds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can we release or get rid of or transform? Yeah. Yeah. And that feels fun. Like if you weed the garden when there's not a ton of weeds, it's like, it's easy to kind of see, Mm. you just get them out and you move on with your day. Yes. Yes. So we're having, we're, we're being given an opportunity to weed the garden three times. This is the second time. The third time is coming on June 10th. So I'm curious to, to know how people are transforming through this alignment that we're experiencing three times in a short period of time. Thursday, May 26th, the moon, the planet of emotions in Aries, the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, forming a sextile, a supportive aspect with Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of responsibility, hard work, authority, and achievement, the planet of restriction. In the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer Aquarius, which is ruled by Saturn. So Saturn in contact with the moon, this feels like the emotions are getting serious here. We might be expressing our emotions very directly, but they also might be reserved in some way or controlled in some way where It's like if you're expressing your emotions directly, you're not coming out as a complete like fireball. You're being more contained, but you still feel the power behind it. There's a lot of power in this aspect to really express your emotions courageously as an adult, as an authority. Yeah, when you can collect your words before you just spit them out and... Mm -hmm really decide the subject matter, kind of gather all the ideas and make it concise. When your words pack a punch that way, you don't want to be spewing on forever. Say what you need to say and say it in a responsible way to the community. Mm. And then people are going to be able to hear that and digest it. Yes. We don't need to be having like an hour long conversation. Say your piece and be done with it. I love that. So what do you want to, what do you want to express to the community, the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause And how can you keep it concise and clear and direct? It feels like that's the responsible thing to do is just, yeah, collecting yourself, collecting Mm -hmm. your thoughts before you have the conversation. And it's going to go more smooth. You don't even know what you want to say before you say it. Most of the time we're just spitting out words (laughs) and not really planning for that conversation. So if we plan ahead. Mm, Planning. This is a good, yes, planning. Saturn's a planner. 
Saturn's a planner. Doesn't go half-cocked this way or that way. Saturn rewards hard work. Exactly. So do the work to plan what you're going to express, and then express it concisely. Friday, May 27th. <laughs> okay. What? This, well, okay, so there's... Let's see if I can do it. Yeah. Venus in uh, Aries. Yep, yep. So, like, relationships in this fiery direct mm-hmm. sign is in a square. So an uncomfortable alignment mm-hmm. with Pluto and Capricorn. That's it. So Pluto is the death of the old way of doing things, the transformation in our achievement career, possibly. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we said yesterday is now making an uncomfortable. We're having kind of an aftermath. Our relationships are seeing some sort of like agitation in a way to whatever we've done in this different way, this transformation to the way we've gone about doing something. Maybe people aren't expecting and they, they are caught off guard. Mm, yeah. It's uh it's stepping into your power. You know, that's kind of what we've been talking about here with Mars moving into Aries and then the moon and Aries connecting with Saturn, stepping into your power, being self-confident, being authentic. Do you think people might not receive that well, though? Sometimes they don't. Or maybe it's uncomfortable for yourself to step into that new... Pro- probably that, too. Maybe, you know. I mean, I think either of those. It's uh, it's like Mercury. When you go back to the Mercury connecting to Pluto, that's acknowledging your self-worth and the transformation you need to make in order to communicate your self-worth from a position of authority. In order to do that, well, who are you communicating to? So Venus and Aries, self-confidence in relationships, having that self-confidence rather than arrogance. Sometimes if you're presenting yourself from a place of self-confidence to the authority or to someone else in your life, yeah, that's going to be scary because I've never spoken to this person in this way. I'm not sure how they're going to react. And maybe they don't react favorably because they like the way things are and they don't want you to change. But this indicates some sort of change occurring with relationships. I know I read this book and I think it was about boundaries and anger. And it was a whole thing called change and change back. When you make a change and you set a boundary in your life, the people that like things the way that they are are going to basically say, no, I want you to change back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so maybe this is that moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to do things differently. It's very uncomfortable. And there's some friction with those people, but not backing down. Like Aries doesn't back down from anyone or anything. So Mm -hmm. you have to push through that discomfort to have this actual transformation happen. Yes. And the reason why the transformation is happening is because of what comes in tomorrow's alignment. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, just... Sometimes, especially social media stuff, it's like, oh, the new you, the new version, it's super exciting and fun. And Uh like, it just only feels good. Not really. It's really scary to do things in a new way. And you don't know how people are going to react. And it's uncomfortable. So this uncomfortable alignment, though it is uncomfortable, I think that's very realistic. Yes. And that's okay. To show up in a relationship in a new way. Like, how do you want to do your relationships differently? You answer that question. You tell that to your partner, whether it's a friend, a lover, or a business partner. How do they take that? They, oh, great. No, like, what? No, I'm not into that. That's not what I want. So then what do you do? But this is giving you the push to 
to say it. The power to push through the discomfort. So the next day, Saturday, May 28th, Venus moves into Taurus. So now Venus is home. Mars returns home to Aries. Venus returns home to Taurus. This is the sign that is ruled by Venus. So in order to truly honor your self-worth and what you value within yourself, you have to be self-confident. You have to love yourself. And so that was the challenging alignment between Venus and Pluto yesterday. It's like, okay, if you... If you're going to honor your self-worth, you have to act with love towards yourself. You have to be self-confident in your relationships. If you're not self-confident, then nobody's going to respect your self-worth. Your self-worth is going to be less than what you want it to be. So what do you value within yourself as a partner? What are you bringing to your relationships? And what do you want to receive? What do you want to receive in these relationships what are the boundaries that you want to create in these relationships? Well, I think you might have some answers if you were doing the work earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe you said that thing yesterday that was uncomfortable and it created some sort of shift in your relationships or pushback. But when you start moving the energy, you're going to have some insight into what you really want things to look like. We need to make time to say, yeah, how do we want these relationships to look like? This is what I'm bringing to the table. What do I want the other people to be bringing to the table? And even though that kind of seems scary and uncomfortable, I think that can be very positive and rewarding. We need to know what we want to be able to achieve it. It's just, it's not just going to fall into our lap. Yes. Clarifying what you want. Like you said the other day, Ingrid, you can't just go into the restaurant and just say, I want food and then be like, (laughs) I don't like what you gave me. This is gross. It's like, okay, I want to, I need to figure out what I want what I do want, what I don't want, and gather all that information and use it today to kind of maybe set some intentions around relationships and your self-worth. Yes, yes, yes. Do that today and then all the way as Venus transits through Taurus because you know that that is what Venus and Taurus is all about. It's like, what are my likes and dislikes? I mean, Venus is the planet that rules the five physical senses – Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So what do you like and what don't you like in the five physical senses? When you're clear about what you like and what you don't like, then you're clear about what you value and your self-worth. And so Venus is here in Taurus from May 28th to June 22nd. The last time Venus was in Taurus was April 14th to May 8th, 2021. So think back to that period for clues on what could be in store for you this time around for those that have key astrological points or planets in leo or aquarius this could be a challenging period for your relationships there could be some bumps in the road for your relationships when you experience those bumps in the road boil it back to am i getting what i like is my self-worth being met what do i value what are my likes and dislikes How can I make that clearer to myself, to my friends, to my partners? Yeah, I think the more you learn about yourself, the easier it is to articulate to the people that surround you. Otherwise, people around you might be like, oh, what do you want? Well, you don't even know what you want. So how are they supposed to know what you want in in supporting you and accommodating you in these relationships? So you really need to get to know yourself first so you can ask for what you need. Yes, that's it. I love that. 
get to know yourself first. And that's what Venus and Taurus is about. I mean, Venus is relationships, but Taurus is, what do I like? What do I value? All right. So Sunday, May 29th, Mars and Jupiter, the god of war and the god of thunder, conjunct in Aries. So big movement, big movement happening today and in the days surrounding this day. This is a big, you know, get shit done sort of aspect, giving you that power that we started out with the, during the week, the beginning of the week with the sun aspecting Jupiter. Now it's Mars, action and expansion. So where would you like to take action? What would you like to expand? Check in with your self-confidence. Where is your self-confidence? Because this is like some major self-confidence energy here. I mean, I, I'm curious to know the <laughs> the children being born around this day because I believe they'll probably have a lot of self-confidence. But where do you want to go? Where are you headed? What's your direction? Should we also be asking how we want to get there? Or does that come later? Like next week, there's like a follow-up to that. This is, I think, less about how do we want to get there. It's less about the how and more about just doing. It's about doing and asking questions later. Okay. Yeah, that area yeah. energy. Yeah. And yeah, really big. Maybe that's also like trusting your instincts. That's it. Trust your instincts. Follow your impulses. Don't think. Just do. But the complication is Mercury's retrograde. So... You know, and I'm always saying, well, when Mercury's retrograde, you want you don't want to do anything impulsive out of the blue. So maybe you focus that energy that you're having to like get shit done and like be decisive and yes, but on those old things that might yes. be lingering. Yes, that is it. That is it right there. Be decisive on the things that have been lingering. Clear it out. This is like your last. This is this is a supportive aspect to help you clear out that last bit that you've been working on to clear out the rest of your plate. Well, I can't decide this or that. No, just do it. What feels good in this moment, boom. And that's why sometimes things linger for so long because we are the excitement kind of dissipates. So yeah, definitely taking advantage of this last push to just make decisions, finish the project, finish the thing, get it out of your hair, like get a little bit excited again about whatever initially you wanted out of the project. Yes, yes, excellent, excellent, Ingrid. Do we have any questions yeah, for the week? Yeah, there was, there was some questions. So we have a question from Mahalia. They said, birth charts and twins. How does this work? I've met twins who show up drastically different from one another, but with the exact same charts. Yeah, and this is a great question. I love this question. Thank you. And it's a great question with the sun and the sign of the twins, Gemini. So, uh, yes, twins, they have the same chart. Uh, they might look identical, but then their personalities are completely different. And the way I see this is they split the chart. Your astrological code is a blueprint of your soul. You are the physical embodiment of your soul. If you are a twin, your soul is split in two. Wow. <laughs> it's your soul, but it's also their soul. And so you split the chart, and so... If I were to do a reading for two twins, I would just read the chart and one twin would say, that's them. And the other twin would say, yeah, and that's them. 
Well, I also immediately think there is a like a positive and negative or like a there's two sides to every every part of everyone's chart. Mm -hmm. It's like the Mars energy. It can be really like powerful and important and like fiery, but it can also like burn shit down. So it's Mm -hmm. like there's there's Mm -hmm. two things to each and every aspect of the chart. So maybe one is one and one is the other. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's the, the light and the shadow. But the way that I think of it is more like one person is emanating the sun energy. Like if somebody is, you know, if the, the twins, let's say, were born with the sun in Sagittarius, one of them is, is super chatty, you know, and, and talking all the time. Whereas the person who's, you know, let's say the sun is in Sagittarius, but the moon is in Virgo. So one twin is talking all the time. That's the Sagittarius sun. The other one is very reserved. That's the Virgo moon. Okay. So I look at it as more like the planets. One twin takes one planet. The other twin takes the other planet. Or one twin takes the planet in this sign, and the other twin takes the same planet, but it's more the house expression. Interesting. But it very well could be like what you were saying, too, where, you know, maybe one takes the, the lighter side of the expression and the other one takes the darker side of the expression. That's another way to to look at it for sure. I could definitely see that happening. But, yeah, that's how twins twins work. And I mean, also... Things shift. I don't know what planets or things would shift. I think the moon every 30 minutes or something. So maybe well, they're born in different... Is that possible for the twins to what's, be born? What's shifting mostly is like the planets from one house to the next because okay. the rising sign is is changing a degree like every few minutes. It ticks up. How many minutes have to go by for it to like shift like that? Because it's I also... Mean it, could be, it could be one minute. Well, that it makes... just depends on it depends on where the planet is at the time of birth. If like the planet is at like the final degree of the house, and then one minute later it moves into the next house, it could be a minute different. And also, you said that's the rising sign, which is what everyone kind of sees initially when you meet somebody. But if like say for instance, somebody could be born, let's say at twenty nine degrees in Aries, and then and the next twin comes out at zero degrees in Taurus. It just depends on how much time between one child and the next child taking the first breath mm-hmm. and how close everything is to switching over from either a house or a sign. I wonder what the percentages are out there because, yeah, everyone, they always say like, oh, we're like the same person, but I, I also know twins and you do see like a, a stark contrast in maybe their personal, outward personalities. Well, and that's why I, I think even regardless of, let's just say like the person who asked the question, she knows two people that have the exact same chart. So I'm assuming that they're the same rising sign. Every planet is in the exact same house and the exact same sign, but they're still very different. And that's my answer to that is they split the chart. One twin takes on certain characteristics in the chart and the other twin takes on the other characteristics of the chart. So I'm going to take Mars. You're going to take Venus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the sun. You take the moon. I'm going to take Mercury, you take Saturn, so on and so forth. That's literally like how I see it happening. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Great question. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. So, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much for for listening. Oh, and I totally forgot to mention, 
I want to thank our sponsors. I, I've got to thank our sponsors. We want to thank Janine, Vincent, Catherine, Carrie, Ross, and Annie for supporting the podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can through Spotify. There's a link on our homepage and also on the episode show notes. There's a link through there. You can sponsor us monthly for $0.99, cents, for four ninety nine. dollars or for $9.99 a month. We appreciate every single sponsor. We appreciate you sharing the podcast with friends. We continue to, to land on the top 200 educational podcast list for Apple, which is amazing. And that's because you're listening. And I, we really appreciate that. And of course, if you would like to learn more about your astrological code, you can contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. And if you want to get The Basics of Astrology, Scott's book, that's also there if you want to continue your education in astrology. And right now we're selling it on Amazon, so if you have, not Amazon Prime, what is it? Unlimited? Kindle Unlimited? Kindle Unlimited. Then it's free to download it. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Scott. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.